You are now listening to the Life Defined Podcast, the show where we discuss the life-defining moments that we all go through that oftentimes makes us or breaks us. On this show, we always like to remind you that you might be going through all types of hell right now, but glory is on the way. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, 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 what's up, good people? Hey, here we are once again for another episode of the Life Defined Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ray Watson II. And um, as we get into today's show, I just want to start off by, first of all, saying thank you to all of you guys that have been listening to this show for the support that you've shown us. If you shared this podcast with others, if you've just talked about it, if you've been impacted and you've shared that, just want to say thank you for the support that you guys have shown us over the past year or so that I've been doing this podcast. We've had some good times and we've had some rough times, but through it all, if you've stuck with us, I just want to say thank you for that support. Um, It means more to us than you could even imagine. In terms of today's show, today's show is going to be different than our normal episodes, where typically we like to interview other people and uh, listen to their stories about those things that they've gone through, those rough times, those hellish moments. And we try to learn lessons um, in terms of what they went through and what they learned as they came out of those really life-defining moments. But for today, um, I just want to be honest and transparent and sharing with you guys um, some of my own life-defining moments, um, in particular, this current season that I've been in um, involving me being in this state of depression. So without further ado, let's get into the topic for today's show. So it wasn't until just recently that I even realized that I was depressed. And um, I don't know when it hit me, but at some point I just decided to look up the signs and the symptoms of depression. As I was reading through this list of symptoms of depression, and I was seeing stuff like it would make you feel uh, pessimistic. Uh, it could cause you to lose interest in things that you were previously uh, passionate about. A lot of things that just really started to resonate with how I had been feeling personally. So just being honest, I think for me, a lot of this started after I had turned 35. See, after I turned 35, It wasn't like immediately or all at once, but over the course of that time, I started to feel like I hadn't accomplished a lot of the things that I had envisioned myself accomplishing by that time. You know, as an artist, um, you know, as someone who has written plays and um, done plays and directed and produced and just a lot of the different gifts and talents that I've been blessed with, I had envisioned myself being in a different position or in a different place, I guess by the time I turned 35. And so after I turned 35 and I started to look at what I had accomplished to that point and I didn't see myself where I had envisioned, that started to affect me in a certain kind of way. And so then to go a few years later, around 2018, I had a lot of other friends um, who were actors as well And as I was looking um, at sort of 
their, you know, what they were doing, I noticed a lot of them started to get, you know, uh, more gigs, more jobs, and a lot of them were starting to blossom and flourish in their careers, whether it was, you know, booking jobs for CBS or Netflix or NBC or just all those different things. And I, you know, I said to myself, you know, I know I'm just as talented and gifted as many of these uh, friends of mine, but while I'm watching them flourish in their careers, it wasn't happening for me, even with the gifts and the talents that I had. And so that um, affected me in some kind of way, but I didn't really process it or deal with how I really felt at the time. I just sort of moved on and kept it moving. And so at some point, I started to lose myself. And I started to fall into this state of depression. As, like I said, I had certain visions of where I saw myself being, where I, I wasn't. And then I was looking at these other friends of mine who were starting to flourish and bloom in their careers. And I didn't see that for myself. And so that made me feel, you know, a certain kind of way about myself. And so then another thing that um, impacted me emotionally during these times were these different plays and artistic endeavors that I was doing or my wife and I were doing together and we'd have certain, you know, hopes and expectations of what we wanted to see um, with these plays and these events that we were doing. So whether it was, you know, play in a conference or um, this thing I used to do called the Actors Lounge or these just these different endeavors that we were doing and we'd have these hopes and these expectations and when those hopes and expectations weren't met and we were left with disappointment, once again, because I didn't fully sit with those emotions and those feelings, but I just tried to just keep going and just keep doing, eventually what happened is my heart began to grow uh, cold and calloused and withdrawn to where it's sort of a protective measure to say, well, at least, you know, if things happen in the future that hurt or disappoint, at least it won't hurt if my heart has become cold, callous, and withdrawn. But again, that's not a healthy place to be either. You know, no one really wants to have a heart that's grown cold, callous, and withdrawn because even that hurts in a way. And so during this time, um, as I was, again, sort of, like I said, falling into this state of depression and losing myself, there was this dichotomy between where I felt like I was in life and where I should have been given all of these gifts and talents and potential that I had been given. And so one of the things I started to feel at that time was like, and even very recently, I was feeling like, man, have I missed it? Have I missed uh, the opportunities and the moments to bring to fruition all of the gifts and the talents and the potential 
that God had placed in me. And I don't know if any of you all have ever felt like that, like um, you're starting to approach a certain age and you feel like, man, have I missed it? Maybe you've never felt like that, but I know during this period of time, that's that was sort of the internal monologue that was going on in my head. Like, man, have I missed it? Have I missed the opportunities that I've had to to fully realize and bring to fruition all of those gifts and talents and potential that God had created me with? And so for a long period of time, I was in this state of um, like just existing you know, as a husband and a father and the breadwinner at home, I fell into this pattern of going to work, you know, earning a living and then um, doing those things that are expected of me as a husband and a father, you know, so I could go to work. Um, I could do those things at, at, at home, you know, cooking or cleaning or doing things around the house to fix the house up. Um, taking care of the kids, uh, making sure they're getting their homework done, and just all the things that a man does as a husband and a father, I was doing, and I was existing in those roles. But in terms of real, you know, life's uh, purpose and calling and passion, all of that was sort of dead, you know, at that time. And so... If you, you know, have a steady, comfortable job, you might know how that feels to be uh, going to work every day and just sort of existing as you make a living. But for me, I, I, I know that God had called me for more than just existing. That God had called me to do more than just be a husband and a father taking care of home. That he had given me these dreams and these visions and these um, goals to do so much more than what I was doing at the time. But because I was in this state of depression, I wasn't even trying to breathe life into the, any into any of these dreams and visions that I once had. You know, um, I had lost all sense of motivation and passion for the arts or um even for ministry in many ways, I had gotten comfortable just, again, existing and going to work and taking care of home. And so that's how I lost myself. I lost myself in the routine of a life and lost sight of what God had really placed me on this earth to do, especially as an artist and someone who used to spend a lot of time in worship with God. And because of that, I lost sight of my purpose and my goals and all of that. As I've begun, just recently begun to come out of this phase, the Lord has really helped me to see how to get out of this state of depression. And maybe for you, um, some of these things I'm about to talk about will resonate with you and help you with where you might be. In life right now and so real quick there's a scripture that I was reading recently that really brought everything into perspective and I hope it helps you as well and it's in the book of 1st Corinthians chapter 9 just a few verses I want to 
briefly mention. Uh, like I said, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, in verse 16, Paul says, For when I preach the gospel, I cannot boast, since I am compelled to preach. He says, Woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel. And then later on in the verses, he says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. And then he goes on to say, Therefore, I do not run like a man running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. And so as I was reading that and really um, allowing the Lord to speak to me in that moment, the first thing that hit me was when Paul said, for I am compelled to preach the gospel. Woe unto me if I don't do that. And so that hit me because for a long time, I had lost that for me. Like, what do I feel like I'm compelled to do? What is it that you feel compelled to do that it's almost this sense of woe unto me if I'm not, you know, on stage acting or dancing or singing or helping somebody else to bring life to their business or their vision or whatever it is. I think we've all got something in us that we feel compelled to do that breathes life to us. And it's like, man, woe unto me if I'm not doing that thing. And so during this period of time, when I was in this state of depression, I had lost that. I didn't have a sense of what it was that I felt compelled to do. And there was no woe unto me if I'm not doing this thing anymore during this period of time. And then secondly, what he started to remind me of is how all of us have been placed in this race to reach a finish line and to reach a prize that he has called for us. And so what that means is we all have our own lane. We might be running towards similar goals, but I've got my lane to run in just like you've got your lane to run in. And one of the traps that I think a lot of us fall into, especially in this age of social media, is we take our eyes off of our lane and our goal and our finish line and we allow ourselves to get distracted by other people's lanes and other people's races. And so even in um, this industry of the arts, at a certain point in time, I took my eyes off of what God had called me to do and the lane that God had called me to race in. And I started looking at other people's lanes and other people's races. And whereas someone else might be running their lane toward the prize for which God has called them, but their goal might be certain awards or certain accolades or certain prizes. But if that's not the lane and the goal that God has placed me to run after, 
then even if I were to fall over into that lane and win some of those awards and accolades, I still wouldn't be satisfied. I still wouldn't be fulfilled because that's not the lane that God has called me to run in. And maybe that resonates with some of you all that maybe you have, have lost sight of the lane that God had called you to run in and the finish line that God had called you to meet. For me, as I was reading these verses, it was God reminding me like, Ray, I've called you to run your race to win the prize for which I've called you heavenward, which has nothing to do with anybody else's race or anybody else's lane. I need you to be faithful and obedient to what I've called you to do. And so that these verses really began to breathe life into me once again, because it was God reminding me that regardless of other people's lanes and races and awards and prizes, God has called me to my own lane, my own race and my own pride. And that was something that I needed to be reminded of and that I'm still running this race, that I haven't missed it. It's not too late, that God is still faithful and that he still called me to reach this finish line in my race. My hope is that as you guys are listening to this uh, episode today, maybe you have felt like I've felt where you lost sight of what God had called you to do in life and you allowed other people's um, races and lanes and awards and prizes that they're getting to distract you from what from the race that God has called you to run. So let this be a reminder that all of us have been called to run this race. Make sure you're running to win the prize for which God has called you heavenward. Because how would it feel to spend all of this time climbing this ladder, right? And you're over these months and years, you're working to climb this ladder only to reach the top of the ladder to realize you've been climbing on the wrong wall. Mm, yeah, that's a word. I don't want any of us to spend all of this time climbing these ladders only to reach the top of that ladder and still be unfulfilled and unsatisfied because you've been climbing the wrong ladder against the wrong wall. So let us truly figure out and be reminded of what God has called us to do so that we can run our race in our lane and not allow ourselves to be distracted by what other people are doing and broadcasting on social media. And for me, myself, this has been so therapeutic. And then lastly, something else that has been good for me during this time is I recently started therapy. And one of the things that therapy has helped me to do is to process and really think through my own emotions and feelings. Like I said, for a long time, I wasn't really processing and thinking through my feelings. I just tried to throw some scripture on it and keep moving. But now what I've um, been able to do is to really 
um, own up to my emotions and feelings and to vocalize those emotions and feelings and not simply try to suppress it and move on and to just keep going. And I think a lot of us as men often try to do that where we don't really sit in the emotions and feelings, but we try to just keep going, just keep doing, which isn't healthy. So for me, it's caused me to really think through those emotions and those feelings and to sit with them and to feel what I feel and then to allow the process to work. And then again, as you're seeing in time, the Lord will get me back into a healthy position and a healthy place where I now once again know who I am and what I've been called to do. I think that's all I wanted to share with you guys today. Hopefully something I've shared in this episode will resonate with you. Um, If you've um, at some point felt depressed or like you've lost sight of yourself, I hope this has been encouraging to you. If so, please uh, comment, share, like, subscribe to the podcast on um, all media platforms. Share this episode with someone that you think might be encouraged by it. And other than that, we'll be back soon with our next regular episode. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And again, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of the Life Defined Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ray Watson II. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Life Defined Podcast. And you can also follow me at Ray Watson II. That's it. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.